Hello to all the Ruby girls out there. Today's episode was recorded in my new house. So that is probably the reason why I haven't recorded it in a while. All of the transitioning and getting moved. So we are in a new place and we want to make sure that you are still listening, still hearing us. So here we go. Enjoy today's lesson. Good morning to all my Ruby girls. So today is Tuesday and I want to do a Tuesday teen girl episode because I have something on my mind, my heart, whatever you want to say, that really applies to you teen girls. Now you young girls, y'all can listen to this too and get something out of it, I hope. (laughs) But this is mainly for teen girls because I want to deal with modesty. What is modesty? And if you're younger than 10 or so, I don't know, you're, you're probably still in the position where your, your mom or your um, grandma or someone nearby that is an older woman is dressing you, picking out your clothes, um, helping you fix your hair, that kind of stuff. But the older you get, you start to do these things on your own, which means that you start to decide how you're going to present yourself to people. <laughs> so, you are the one in charge of how you look, pretty much. Now, you can't control a lot of things, okay? You can't control um, the shape of your body unless you do some extreme, you know, diet changes and working out and stuff like that. You can't control the color of your eyes. You can't control the color of your hair unless you try to do some extreme things that, you know, may or may not be available out there, but that's not the point. The point is there's stuff about you that you can control, stuff about you that you cannot control. But all of us, all of us girls can be modest. I have talked to some girls who were like, no, it is quite impossible for me to be modest. Well, and I would say, why? And they would give some answer that I won't go into, but it's like, oh, okay, I think you misinterpreted what I was saying. What you are thinking, I mean, is you cannot dress modestly, um, and that's not what I mean. It, you still can dress modestly no matter what you look like, okay? I don't want you to think that I'm not saying that. Um, but I want to go deeper into this concept of modesty, so hang with me here. Let me get my Bible pulled up, and while I'm getting my Bible pulled up, you can go grab yours, and let's take a look at what the Bible has to say about modesty. Now, I want to preface this by saying that modesty is probably not what you think it is. A lot of us grew up in very strict um, holiness churches or very strict other types of churches. I don't know. I've got listeners all over the world. I have no idea where y'all grew up in. But I will tell you for myself, I grew up in a very, very strict um, environment. And as I get older and I meet other people, I realize that the way I grew up um, was moderately strict. There are others who grew up in a more extreme um, levels of strictness. 
<laughs> That's probably not the way to describe it, but you know what I'm saying. So what I want to talk about today is not all the nitpicky stuff. Okay, that's not really modesty. I tried to um, search out the scriptures and um, go into some word meanings and figure out what is the Bible really saying when it tells us women that we need to be modest. We need to wear modest apparel. We need to have modest um, modest behaviors, modest uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Conversation is the biblical word, but um, a modest way about us. So, what does the Bible really say about modesty might be something totally different than what you've been taught or how you think modesty is. So, let's dive right into it. I want to start off with an analogy that I heard um, a woman Back in the 1940s, I heard a talk from um, a lady that was talking to young girls at a school or something, I think. And she was saying, I think the title of her talk was How to Be Pretty or How to Be, um, How to Make Sure You Look Pretty or something like that. Well, the analogy she gave was this Think about a slice of cake. Cake. Cake is so good. <laughs> that sounds really amazing right now. But think about it this way. When you see cake and it is absolutely beautiful, someone, some cake artist has taken so much time making sure all of the decorations are exactly perfect. You've got the, the editable, editable? No, edible <laughs> beads and glitter and the flowers and the pretty designs and the colors and it just looks so beautiful and glamorous even and you then eat the cake and you think this is not good this taste does not match up to the way it looks okay my mom makes wonderful cakes she is so good at making a cake look good and making a cake taste amazing. So yummy. Well, um, like my little nephew, he eats my mom's cupcakes and he says, Oh, these were made with so much love. Well, that is exactly what I want you girls to think about in terms of modesty. You have cakes, and I know you've seen them. Even pictures of them, maybe on Pinterest or something. They look amazing. They look beautiful. And you think, I want a piece of that cake. That cake has got to be good. Well, when you get a piece of the cake, you take a bite and you're just like disappointed. Disappointed. Other times, you'll see a cake that may not look as glamorous as the other cakes you have seen. But you take a bite of those cakes and it's like, oh man, this is so good. Who made this cake? This is awesome. So modesty is kind of like that. It is really about the taste, which sounds silly. But think about where the taste is at. The taste is in the make of the cake. What ingredients went into it? What proportions are the ingredients in? Um, the skillfulness of the combining of the ingredients, the baking, the heat being applied. 
all of the things about that cake that made it taste good. Now, sometimes you give someone a recipe for a cake and it's, and it's the same recipe you give to someone else. And those two cakes can turn out completely different from one another. This happens a lot. Well, there are things besides a recipe that make a cake wonderful. Um, one of the things that I've learned when cooking is the quality of the ingredients themselves can really change the way something tastes or the texture or the, um, the way it looks even. So the quality of the ingredients, the ingredients themselves, the amount of the ingredients, the way you combine them together, um, and just, you know, all of that really makes the cake. That really, so modesty takes the cake. No, so, <laughs> so modesty, if I want to parallel this to modesty, I would say that the things that make you beautiful are not just what you put on. That's like just the icing on the cake. The things that really make you beautiful are the things that you put in, in you. What are some things you can put in you? The word of God you can put in you. Prayer. It sounds like Prayer is something that you speak out, yes, but prayer also is you allowing God to put things in you and to take what's already there and change it. You got to wash the dishes before you get started baking a cake. So God, you have to allow God to wash you before he can put stuff in you to turn out a beautiful and very tasteful, lovely cake. So I want you to think about that analogy as we go forward. And I know that I don't want to keep you for a very long time. So I'm going to try to sum it up quickly. Also, if you have any questions, please send them. I would love to discuss more um, about modesty because it is a topic that I am very interested in being a lady myself. And I have heard several young ladies recently talking about modesty. What is modesty? Maybe not in those words, but um, definitely interested in this topic. So let's move on. So the first scripture I want to go to is First Timothy chapter 2, verse 9. If you have ever um, been to Sunday school or learned anything about modesty at all, this scripture is definitely one that you have heard of. So let's go there. 1 Timothy 2, chapter 9. And let's look at what it really says. In likewise manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel, with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with broided hair or gold or pearls or costly array. Now that verse, verse 9, is talking about how you dress, things like that. The next verse is talking about really what modesty is, but which becometh women professing godliness with good works. That is what you should adorn yourself with, with good works. That's the good ingredients that you're putting into your cake. Now, I looked up the word modest in a couple of different places, so I want to talk about that. Modesty in several different verses in the Bible, 
the word modest always goes back to words that mean orderly, decorous, of good behavior, modest, order, government, government, harmonious arrangement, similar to the order and arrangement of the universe. Ah, now all of these things refer back to something being very orderly, organized, in order. They have a specific way of going. Now think about a recipe. If you don't do it in order, it's not going to turn out correctly. Unless it's just one of those coincidence recipes. <laughs> but you've got to go in order. You have to do in an orderly fashion for it to turn out good. Now, the order and arrangement of the universe. This actually was um, in the commentary in one of the, one of the verses I looked up with the word modest in it. And I thought, wow, the universe, anytime I've ever learned anything about the universe, all of the beauty and the glorious, wonderful things that are in the universe, they all point back to God. They all give glory to God because he arranged the order of the universe. So modesty has its roots in order, arrangement, and those things give glory to God. The opposite of order and arrangement is disorder and confusion. Things that are disorderly and confused, they are not giving glory to God ever. Okay? They, they don't even point to God. They point to that when you see something, okay, think about it this way. You see, you, <laughs> you see something that is disorderly, confusing, you, you inwardly cringe. You're just like, ah, and then there's that moment of aggravation, like, uh, what is that? Does that give glory to God? No. There is a verse that says, God is not the author of confusion. So what does this mean for us girls for modesty? Modesty is more than just wearing certain things. You want to make sure you are orderly. Orderly. Okay? Of good behavior, you are placing yourself under government. You are placing yourself under the commandments of God. And you want to make sure whatever you do, whatever you wear, what you do, how you talk to others, especially how you talk to others, because that's an indication of what's on the inside. The things that you do, you can ask yourself, do I give glory to God in this? That right there will give you the answer of whether or not you're being modest or not. So if you don't take away anything from this, take away this. Ask yourself, am I giving glory to God? If the answer is no, that is immodest. If the answer is yes, you go girl. (laughs) That's all I got to say. Now, another verse um, is 1 Corinthians 6 and 
20. I really want to read this one to you. 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 6 and 20. I am turning there. I hope you are too. Now this verse says, For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Now you you girls know that glorifying God is more than just raising your hands in a church service. Glorifying God is... Is like whatever you do, it points back to God. You're not trying to take the credit yourself. You're not trying to point to yourself. You're not trying to draw attention to yourself. You're trying to draw attention to God. And that is something quite different than drawing attention to yourself. I'm not saying you can't look beautiful, pretty, but I am saying... Whatever you do, the attention needs to go to God, not to you. Now, the verse right before verse 20 says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? A lot of the modern uh, message is that you are your own woman. You can do your own thing. Forget everyone else. <laughs> I'm, I've seriously heard this. And you, whatever you do, it really, you know, who cares who it hurts. As long as you are being you, you're being the queen, you're being the, um, what is the word? You are empowered. Okay, well, some of that is good, you know, but not all of it. You want to make sure, ladies, if you are really wanting to be biblically modest, that all, I mean, if you want to make sure you're biblically modest, make sure that all you do, all you say, what you wear, how you do your hair, All of that has to point back to God. Because if it doesn't, then you are immodest. Who wants to be immodest? (laughs) So I may have to do a part two of this because I don't want to talk for a very long time. And I'm already over my usual 15 minutes. So I want to give you that much to think about. Send me some questions. Send me some feedback. I would love to hear from you. You can leave a voice message on the podcast itself. Um, You can email me, and my email address is C-O-R-R-I-E-D-O-U-D at gmail.com. Send me a message. I would love to answer your questions. If you want me to say your name on air, I will. If you don't, I won't. (laughs) But all that being said, I want you girls to know I love you, and I want you to go forward, and I want you to serve the Lord with gladness especially in the month of Christmas. I love this month. It's my favorite. So I want y'all to really pray about this. Pray about modesty. What is modesty? And ask the Lord, do I give glory to you? Is what I am doing pointing back to God? And ask him to help you to grow in him. 
All right, until next time, bye-bye.